Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Husband Factory Podcast. Hope you're having a great day. I want to tell you today about a young lady named Jane. Now, Jane is married to Joshua. They dated for about a year and she just loved him. You know, she loved the way he treated her. It was her first time being with a guy that was so sincere. I mean, he treated her with so much respect. He treated her with so much kindness and love that she couldn't help but marry him. While they were dating, they talked about their hopes and their dreams and everything just seemed to be aligned. They seemed to be going in the same direction. His strengths complemented her weaknesses and he was just the kind of guy that you enjoy being around with. He's the kind of guy that makes you feel special, makes everyone feel special when they're in his presence. So needless needless to say, she had hit the jackpot. I mean, when she looked at her list of everything that she wanted in her husband, he checked off everything except for one area. And that one area was spirituality. He was a Christian, but he didn't go to church as often. And he didn't, you know, he didn't, he wasn't like, you know, reading his Bible, all of those things as often. He did it every once in a while. But the reason why Jane still married Joshua is because she felt like he had Christ-like character. I mean, he was so much nicer than even some of the guys that were in church all the time. So she felt like, you know, and of course he he still believed in God. So, you know, what's the big deal? As long as he believes in God, it doesn't matter that he didn't go to church, right? He did. He believed in God. He treated her well. And he had good character. I mean, he had Christ-like character. He was loving. He was patient. He was kind. He was giving. I mean, he was all of those things. So why did it matter that he didn't go to church or read his Bible? Or, you know, he wasn't considered what you'd consider as a Christian, so to speak, as a faithful Christian, I should say. So they got married and everything was fine for a while. They had a, a really good relationship. They did family outings together. They spent a lot of time together. But after about three or four weeks in the marriage, Jane was getting ready for church as usual. And, you know, it would it she just kind of assumed that Joshua would go with her like once they got married. But he didn't. You know, he was still asleep and, you know, talked to him. The previous night they talked about their plans and he has had planned to go for a run and, you know, maybe meet some friends for brunch and all of that. So she went to church and came back and, you know, by herself. And on the drive home, she started thinking, she was like, you know, I never thought that it would mean so much to me to have him with me in church. You know, so she said, you know what, I would just talk to him about it. You know, so when she got home, she told him that, you know, she really missed not having him with her. She saw other couples and some of the couples had been to her wedding. You know, she saw other couples together and sitting as a family and she longed for that. It, it, it made a difference. And she saw, you know, husbands and wives listening to God's word together, worshiping together, holding hands in the service, you know, being impacted together. Even some of them had small children and she just loved that, you know, and she wanted that. So when she spoke to him about it, he was kind of surprised. Joshua was kind of surprised. He's like, you know, but you knew I didn't really go to church before we got married, but she didn't realize how much it mattered. And as time went on, it began to matter more. 
that they didn't go to church together. It also began to matter that they didn't share in activities. So when the church was having something and, you know, Jane was always somebody that was busy in church. She was she was faithful in church. You know, she served in a department and everything. But when there were activities in church, her husband was nowhere to be found because he just had other things to do. There were other things occupying his his mind. And, you know, she would make excuses when people would ask. She'd say, oh, you know, he's working or he's got this. There's this going on or that's going on. He would she, he would make all of those kind of excuses and she would make the excuses for him, um, I should say. And But deep down, she didn't feel right about it. Deep down, it really bothered her. Deep down, she wanted things to be different. She wanted to be like those couples that she saw in church that served God together. She wanted to be able to share with him all the things that are going on. Now, she would tell him, but he didn't seem any show any interest when she told him. He didn't he didn't seem like it was interesting to him at all. So everything came to a head one day when the church was having a building project and, you know, she had prayed about it and she's decided that, you know, she wanted to sow a certain amount of money. This is about six months after their marriage. And so she just, you know, she was used to sowing seed. So she sowed the seed and and that was that. But Joshua happened to lose his job. And he was not happy when he found out that she had done that. Of course, he lost the job after the fact, but she felt like it didn't matter because she knew that she sowed the seed in church with faith. And once he found out about the seed, he also found out about the tithe because he started telling her, you know, we need to really put a a stop on our finances. We need to really budget now that I don't have a job. And when Jane told him that budgeting doesn't include tithing, that tithing is not part of the budget, that tithing is a commandment from God, it was, things became real. (laughs) It was a serious fight in the house because he wanted her to stop sowing seeds. He wanted her to stop tithing so that they could budget because he was out of a job. Things also began to deteriorate more because now they have a communication problem. Now they have all kind of 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 if of issues and and now he is struggling because he can't work and he can't provide and you know being able to work and provide is very important to men. So he started drinking, started hanging out. He didn't know how to deal with the stress of it. You know he'd always had a good job when she met him and years before she met him he's always had a very good job, but he couldn't deal with being unemployed and not being able to find a job. So he started drinking. And, you know, the more she tried to help him, the more she tried to direct him to God, the more her actions were fruitless. So she started praying and she started praying and she started praying. And can I tell you, to be completely honest with you, Jane is still praying to this day. She is still praying for Joshua to change. She is still praying for Joshua to be on the same page with her. She is still praying for him to come to church with her. Okay. So today I want to talk to you about, do you want a prayer point or a prayer partner? You have to make that decision while you're still single. I really wish more married women would tell you the truth. There's a lot of married women that are so regretful of the fact that they didn't marry somebody that was a committed Christian. Yes, there are men that are Christians, right? They go to church occasionally, 
They definitely believe in God and they do, they try and live a good life. There are plenty of men like that and they're wonderful, but they're not your option for a husband. Now, here's three reasons why. Number one, you need a shared value system. Do you know the Bible tells you what you should do when it comes to raising children? It tells you what you should do when it comes to spending money. It tells you what you should do when it comes to conducting a business. It tells you what you should do when it comes to being a husband and being a wife. It tells you what to do when you're sick. The Bible is basic instructions before leaving the earth. It tells you how to live your life. So if you marry someone that the Bible is not their guide, what are you going to do? That means you guys have different value systems because you can't now convince them that the Bible should be their life if it isn't already, that the Bible should be their guide if it isn't already, that the Bible should be what they go to first whenever they have a problem. The Bible tells you how to relate to friends. It tells you how to relate to family members. It tells you everything that you need. All the instructions you need are, it tells you how to eat. I mean, all of those things are in God's word. So you need somebody that has God's word as their anchor, as their safety, that when they have a problem, that's the first place they go. So it's not a matter. So when you have an issue in the home, it's not a matter what's your opinion and what's my opinion. You both say, okay, what does God's word say? We're going to go to God's word. Now, when I say that the person doesn't have the same value system is if there's somebody that doesn't go to church and I get, and I hear this a lot from women, he is a Christian. He just doesn't go to church that much. Yes, I believe he's a Christian and I believe that, you know, God is still working on him. But the Bible says that we shouldn't forsake the assembly of ourselves. It means that you should be in church every time, you know, the church is open at least once a week on Sunday or whenever your Sabbath is. So if he can't do that, if he doesn't obey that part of God's word, then what other parts of God's word will he not obey? Maybe he won't obey the part that says thou should not commit adultery. Maybe he won't obey the part that says thou should not lie. Maybe he won't obey the part that says thou should not mistreat your wife. <laughs> you know, maybe he won't, he'll pick and choose which ones he wants to obey. And right now the ones he's picking and choosing is the one that says he's not going to church on a regular basis. And you should not be okay with that. So that's what I mean by the shared value system. If you see anything that he's not doing or like Joshua, he believes that you shouldn't have to pay tithes. And then, then you end up with a whole mess in your in your life because your finances are no longer protected by God when you don't pay your tithe. So you must make sure that they have a shared value system. That's number one. Number two, you have to have the same direction, the same future. So it's God that tells you gives you the direction. There are many plans in a man's heart and there's many dreams and hopes that people have, but it's only God, only the counsel of God, only God's advice, only God's direction is the right one. It's the one that will make you very happy in life. It's the one that will make you very successful. It's the one that will make you very rich. It's the one that will make you very fulfilled. It's only God's counsel. And if you guys are not in the same page, it's not going to work. You have to have the same direction. You have to both be getting direction from God. You know, when you're single, you can be wildly successful. But when you're married, you become one with that person. So if they're going left and you're going right, guess what? You're not going anywhere. You both have to be going in the same direction. 
Your futures have to be aligned. If you have a future in ministry and they don't, right now it may not matter, but you know, once you start getting heavy in ministry, oh, it's going to matter and it's going to be very painful if the other person is not going along with you. So you don't want to have a prayer point. You want a prayer partner. And number three, you want someone that has a higher authority over them that they obey. You don't want someone that does what you say or does what they think it's right because they want to be right with you. You want someone that does the right thing because they fear God, because they know that they want to live their life for God. Because what happens when the day when they don't want to do right by you? What happens when they are tempted? What happens when they when you guys fall out and they don't care how they treat you? When you fall out with your husband and if you have a godly husband, he's going to treat you right because he fears God. He's going to do the right thing because he fears God, not because he loves you so much, but because he fears God. You need someone that has an authority over him, other that's much higher than you and much higher, or you're not his authority anyway, but you know what I mean, that it's much higher than his conscience or his love for you. His conscience can't be his guide. God's word and the fear of God has to be his guide. So as a single woman, you have to not gloss over this thing. You can meet a man that is, if he checks all the boxes, but that spirituality box is a, eh, walk away, honey, walk away. I would even say run. You know, I like to say run. I would say run, run, run. And don't entertain him because you cannot afford to be praying the rest of your life for a man to change. You can't afford to be nagging a man for the rest of your life. There are women that have married men that never changed. The man died still the same way. You don't have the power to change anyone. So don't think your case is going to be different. If the spirituality box is not there, walk away. Have a good day, ladies. You deserve better. Imagine being with a guy that not only you guys are compatible, but you're headed in the same direction. You serve God together. You live a life of purpose and meaning and happiness and joy together. It's possible. It can be yours. Just be careful. Have a good day. I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.